Look at those two old men. Going to the two old, men, old men going to the old men festival. Get, get in my camera Sorry. view. Two old men going to the old man vintage computer festival. festival. Here we go. This is going to be. That was so weird. So orange, orange is not as nice as it used to be. We will see how this goes today. Cool. Here we are. We're at the Vintage Computer Festival. We're going in. This probably will never even make it on any type of podcast, but we'll do it anyway. We were children of the Silicon Revolution, an X-generation conscripted to fight the console and home computer wars. A product of an analog 70s childhood, we came of digital age in the 80s, believing we could affect the world eight bits at a time. Armed with joysticks, full-stroke keyboards, jolt cola, and MTV haircuts, we proceeded into the vertical blank. There, we stayed up late at night, devising incantations from D&D rulebooks and beginners all-purpose symbolic instruction code. Video games were the match, and programming was suffused as the infinite possibilities of the digital world exploded into the internet age to come. We are Generation Atari. Into the vertical blank. Hey Jeff, we're at the, uh, we just came out of the Vintage Computer Festival. What did you think? VCF SoCal, I loved it. Yeah, VCF SoCal was great. A lot of cool people, a lot of interesting things. Um, what did you think of, so we, we, this morning we took off at about 8.30 in the morning, drove roughly 45 minutes from our, from our place, well from my place, your place. Came to visit. I, I left an hour before that to get to your house. So it was me, it was an hour and 45 minutes, but yes. And we drove down to Orange, California, easy to get to. Easy to get to. Um, and it at, at the, what was this, what was this hotel uh, called? The Oh, this was the Farah, Hotel the Farah. Hotel Farah, which is in downtown Orange, California. For you and I, Orange, California is a bit of a um, uh, pilgrimage. Pilgrimage, exactly. Because Orange is where the store computer games plus was. That we went in 1986 or 1987, sorry, January 1987, and bought our Atari ST for our birthday. After 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 selling our Atari 800 equipment, we saved up enough money to get an Atari ST, and we bought it for our birthday in 1987 from the back of a trunk of a guy in a parking lot named Art. Art, and then Art went on to open Computer Games Plus in the same parking lot, probably. Yeah, I think it was the same parking lot as I remember. And then and then we would come down uh, about nine months later, we would drive down to Computer Games Plus after it opened at least once a month when we, st when we started college. So, and every month we would go and we would buy an SD Action or SD Format, and we'd buy some Atari ST imported atari st games from the uk usually like a, a one of those collections those compilations and another game or something like that yeah and 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 we um so orange was like our pilgrimage and and it was our bolster st home so having the vintage computer fair in orange to to me it's like it's like feels like coming home it's just like coming so we're on the freeway going home now which is probably what you hear in the background but let's see if ai can remove the driving sound so what did you think of the venue itself jeff the um the hotel farah yeah hotel um, farah hotel farah was fantastic and a great uh place to have it there's there's food in there a uh, little re little restauranty snacky place but and a bar and a coffee place and then the actual room was pretty big but it's weird that they wouldn't sell you a diet coke that was bizarre no they wouldn't sell me a diet coke it was just weird yeah that was bizarre but, but and um 
but the actual hotel looks like it would be it's a nice it's, it's doesn't fit the actual area it is in only because of this it's a bunch of malls around and this is a hotel that i would think i would stay at if i really wanted to visit someplace but there's no place to visit around yeah i think i think it's close enough to disneyland yeah, that maybe yeah. maybe it's like a business thing and then people who stay far from disneyland may stay there but it's a really it's a really nice place it's a nice place and then in in the, so they they had a pretty pretty well pretty good sized convention room there yeah probably i'd say I mean, this is probably two, probably the size of two basketball courts, maybe. maybe? What, what do you think? So, something like that? At least. Um, which is a pretty side good size for what it was. Side by side, yeah. Pretty good size. There were three rooms for uh, for talks that we really didn't go to. Um, I wanted to. And what? then inside, there were rows and rows of tables of mostly people displaying their cool stuff. Some people were selling stuff, and we were there with, I had money in my pocket. I was ready to buy, buy, buy. But there wasn't as much to buy as I wanted to. Yeah, but it was cool to see lots of see lots of cool stuff and not have people wanting you to pay money. Like some people, there are people there who just want that to was, show their stuff and they'd sell it to you if you wanted it. That's what I was gonna say. The most interesting part was most people there were just excited for you to come up and look at their stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, this is awesome. Because everybody wants like it's I've been to hundreds, maybe not hundreds, but let's say I've been to like dozens and dozens of trade shows. And trade shows are are where, you know, it's sort of a weird game where you're there and the people are there manning the booze, but they don't want to talk to you. And it's, it's bizarre. Sometimes you don't want to talk to them. Somebody don't want to talk to them either. But but in, in this was different. Everybody had something really cool um, and they wanted to show it to you. Now, there were tons of Atari machines yeah, tons there. Tons of Atari! I couldn't believe how many Atari There's machines there. There's a lot there. of Atari um, 800s in that line. There were a few STs, um, and so there was a lot. And there's a lot. There's Atari uh, XE GSs and a, a 7800 things like that. A lot of Ataris were there. I think they had an Atari XE GS set up where you could play Barnyard Blaster. Yes, that was neat. I think that was Steve the Vintner's table. Could have been. I think it was. Um, and we saw him there. He looked stressed. He looked as stressed all. out. Yes. Dude looks stressed, but but I think the things were what well, was also working out really well. With I think him. basically he and Mickey were waiting to get to the bar. Yeah, probably. Um, so so then then when we walked in, immediately the guy who runs the Atari Video Music yeah. channel, like like Garage channel on YouTube, is right there with about twenty of his TVs with the Atari Video Music setup, blasting music, and it was I'm gonna say this. Amazing! It made, it made the show. Basically. Wait, they need to. That guy needs a next next year. Needs like a dark room that he could man with all that going on in it. It would be awesome. You know, he paid for that table. They need to pay him as a DJ. <laughs> I, I know. It was. He is awesome. The, sorry, he's my. It's one of my favorite channels on YouTube. Is the Atari Video Music Garage, and he's he's um he was from the Midwest, but now he lives out here in California, which is cool. That's why he was there. Um, Very cool. Yeah, I love that. So. He was the first guy we saw. Then we we walked through. We went, went to one end, and at that end was an entire row of Intellivision oh, stuff, yeah. including um, a table that was dedicated to Keith Robinson and his memory. Yes, and the stuff that he did for Intellivision with some Intellivision homebrew, which was just awesome. And um, and a couple and, of Miko stickers there, a little bit. I'm not sure if he had anything to do with that, so he didn't. Because um, no, a little bit. But then, who do we see there, Jeff? Neuramix, Paul Nurman. Paul Nurman, 
who of the Intellivision Visionaries podcast is not not on it anymore, right? He is on it, but he's not on it at the same time. So he doesn't edit it, but um, he's on it to do special sequences and interviews and things like yeah, that. Yeah, but he is the nicest person, one of the nicest people I've ever met. Everybody there was the nicest person yeah, I've ever That met. is true. <laughs> Everybody at this thing was so nice. Everybody. I, I came there expecting to meet a bunch of dickheads, and it, it actually wasn't true at all. It wasn't true at all, yeah. Everyone there was so nice, I couldn't believe it. I think we're so used to living where we live in Los Angeles that everyone's going to be a dick. dick. I know. And, and the truth is... No, not other places, uh, apparently. <laughs> so down that, so Paul had all kinds of things to show. He had a lot of Atari ST software. He had an ST out to sell. Um, he had a few Atari 8-bit things, I think. I bought some Atari ST games from him um, for uh, that I can use on the on our video channel. Um, he had a lot, a lot of stuff. We talked to him a lot. I'm hoping to get him on the podcast and, and talk to him about whatever he wants to talk about. Um, just, just geek out on Atari and in television, which would be great. I said I hate Atari. That's what I no, thought. Paul <laughs> loves the Atari. I'll be on the show. Paul said he'd, he'd be on our, our podcast. Okay, cool. So, right after Paul Norman, we ran into Ryan Berger from Old School Gamer Magazine. Yes. <laughs> and it turns out, like, Jeff and I were supposed to write a column for the Atari ST. For, for Old School Gamer Magazine Online. And we did for a while, I think for about six months or so and then like no one ever read it so we just kind of gave up on it but he, he kind of ran us down and said hey how come you guys haven't updated the atari st set so i have a huge amount of stuff done. but we have so much atari st material now i think it'd be easy so i think i'll i'll email ryan back he wanted to meet but i think we'll email him back and say hey we've got a bunch of stuff i can put yeah i get that one there was a lot of amigas there and there was a lot of commodores there which was a neat file and the Commodore 64, um, at the mini, the S, no, Commodore 64 portables, the ones. Oh, the yeah. There was basically the 10, 10, 10 minute Amiga retrocast and Commodore 64 aisle. And it was absolutely amazing to see some of these um, uh, Sarah Jane Avery games. Oh, her games were playing on, oh my God, they're so good. The Commodore 64 playing on his little mini um, portable Commodore 64. A lot of Amiga stuff there. It was really cool. Like Atari. And Amiga, the 2600, the Amiga, the 800 was most of this show, which yeah. was really cool. It's interesting that that Atari, Atari 2600 to some extent, Atari 800 and Amiga are really, uh, and then Commodore 64, obviously, but are obviously are kind of the core, I think. And I didn't think it would be that way. There were other people that had yeah. other sort of vintage computers, and you could, they were selling like, but there PCs. were more Macs than Apple IIe's. More Macs than Apple IIe's. Uh, there was a table of Apple, Apple IIe stuff. That's what the the um, Ryan Berger was manning a table that had tons uh, of Apple IIe games. He had he had all the all the uh, Ultimas that was, like, drooling over all the Ultima games. But he was just showing them, wasn't selling them. Um, it was awesome. So yeah, those are those are great people we met too. And then we we walked around and we the first we went to the Atari aisle because there was an aisle that was mostly at Atari eight hundreds. Yes. You know, there were ST that was Falcon, but I tell you, most people who 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 like the Atari to come to these things have Atari 800s, 800 or 808, the 8 bit line. Because it's a tank. It's a tank, and it also is the thing that has the most like customizations and right. stuff for it, right? And it totally makes sense. Thomas Cherry Holmes was on that aisle as well, but we met first Jason Moore. Jason Moore. Jason right? Moore was there. Dr. Jason Dr. Moore. Dr. Jason Moore, who now lives out here as well. Yeah. And, um, 
and he was ba he was what was he show he had a, he had a, a bunch of eight bit stuff. He's just showing the Atari hundred and the ST as well, and his all the some things he's been doing, his projects and things like that. Um, it was awesome. And again, these this is these are people who are just there to show you their thing. Like they're just excited for you to right. come by and to talk to you. It was it was really awesome to to meet Jason Moore and then Randy Kindig right next to him. Randy Kindig from the um the Antic, uh, Antic and the Antic podcast. And I I couldn't stop gushing to Randy about how amazing he and Kay are at their interviews. Like I, I totally believe their inter the the amount and number of interviews that they have done is like. It, they're doing the Lord's work. Well, have you listened to Floppy Days? Because Floppy Days, Kev, um, I mean, uh, on Floppy Days, Randy's done a whole bunch more interviews. I'm gonna, I will, every episode. I will listen to Floppy Days as well now, Jeff. I, it wasn't in my in my podcast list, but I will uh, listen so to them. On every episode of that one, in case other people don't know about it, he goes through in particular, he, he just spends several episodes going through the history of these personal computers and and during that, and in order, in, in a date order so he's gone through the targets already if you would like to listen to target hundreds of these and he has he goes through he goes through the, the the computer the history the software and then what's happening now and he interviews people while he's doing it that's awesome yeah and so then we went out to get some coffee we'd been there for a couple hours we went to get coffee we came back in walk into the into the um into the showroom again right next to the atari video music garage and who do i meet in front of it with a guy who walks up and says i had one of those it's pointing to the atari video music none other than joe decour joe decour stella the guy who had the stella bicycle the guy whose bicycle was named Stella that Jay Miner said, that's a great name for a code name for the Atari VCS. And and so Joe DeCur was there and we talked to Joe DeCur, I don't know, for like 10 minutes or something. Yeah. Um, didn't record it. Didn't record it. I have some pictures. You know, it wasn't fair to record the conversation. But Joe DeCur, we asked him about his book because that's what I wanted to know about. I wanted to, to know whether Joe DeCur was working on his book. He is still working on a book about the Atari 8-bit. Um, he, he likens it what he said to sort of the connecting material between the Atari VCS and the Amiga. And, um, and, and, and I, I mean, poor Joe, when he talked about J minor, he, he, it was, he was, up. he was tearing up about J minor. Like, buddy. like that's his buddy. How just terribly sad he was about that. But Joe Decker is amazing. He's, he's still, he's like, we say 85 years old. Could be more than that. But it doesn't look like it. Mid eighties doesn't look like it. And, he was saying that he's a professor in Washington and he has his students work on Atari 800 projects, which I think is just amazing. What, what was one of the ports they were doing? They were, uh, oh, Superbug. Was Superbug? Superbug. 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 That's an Atari coin-op from the 17th. Yeah, Joe said that he had worked on an Atari 8-bit version of that no one ever saw. And then he's having his, and then he's the god forever. But he's having his students do the port of that from, um, which is, which is, which, which is awesome. Um, you know what? I may take on a fast basic port of that. So the one thing we did get out of Joe, which I think was the was the thing that we confirmed, because we talk a lot about calling in candy about the Atari 400, how it should have been a game console. We had a, we had a whole series of episodes like three or four seasons ago about this, about how it was Atari's biggest mistake. The Atari 400 should have been a game console, and it should this should have been cheaper than it, than it came out yeah, as. But it was a Joe. Joe confirmed that it was. And the problem with it was, he said that Doug Neubauer, who he designed the Pokey chip. Doug Neubauer designed the Pokey chip, which yeah. is pretty awesome. Doug Neubauer's so Doug Neubauer designs the po Pokey chip. He's got some extra time. So he programs Star Raiders. 
Star Raiders is an amazing game, but it requires a keyboard. And so the Atari 400 could not launch without a keyboard, which meant that it was more like a computer. And all of a sudden it had a keyboard and a computer, but it was, if it wasn't for Doug Neubauer, <laughs> but Doug Neubauer is awesome. So don't get me wrong. Remember, Doug Neubauer actually freaking Solaris for the, for the Atari 2600. I mean, the guy's a effing genius. Um, he, uh, if Doug Neubauer created Star Raiders, so it couldn't launch without it. But even without the keyboard, it still would have been a very expensive console. So I think you're talking a game console that probably would have cost four or five hundred dollars. So it probably still wouldn't have been, you know, within the with the realm of possibility for a lot of people. But it was confirmed. Well, <laughs> Kurt and I talked about Kurt a while ago about how they could have cheapened it down. Kurt Vandal. Kurt Vandal. Um, in our la in there's, last there's, interview, there's some chips for for controlling the keyboard and things that that are dupl have duplicate um, functions with the pokey that they could just use. But, but so so confirmed, um, it was the, the definitely um, candy was going to be a game console, but at the last minute it turned into um, the Atari 400. And, and because you know, Atari 400 is a fantastic little machine. Yeah, my favorite eight bit that I have at the moment. The, the problem was it that with the Atari 400 was not that it had a keyboard because the Odyssey had a keyboard right. too. The problem with the Atari 400 was that they didn't they priced it too high and didn't market it as the replacement for the 2600, right. which they could have done. So the 400 definitely could have been named some something else. It was it was Atari's marketing that didn't figure out what to do with it. The console was there and could have been whatever they the wanted. 800 and 400 even really should have had numbers higher than the 2600. Because people still, a lot of people think the 400, you know, Asus the 400 Mini is something not as good as the 2600 because they have no idea what it is. Like, what's this 400? Is it? Can it come out with Pong? It's like, I know. No, no, it's it's it came out years after. Anyway, yeah, the numbering scheme did did not did not make didn't sense. do anything. But that was, that was the best part. So so meeting Jodakur was awesome, and 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 also all the other people that we met there uh, was so cool, and. Um, and yeah, uh, I would, I would definitely, I can't wait till next year. It was awesome. Yeah, I'd definitely go again. Yeah, I'll definitely go again. I, I hope that, um, that there's another one down here next year, so we can go. And I think there will be because they, I think they plan to do this for three years. That's awesome. Okay, was well, this a short little, little podcast? That hopefully we have enough video to put, to put uh, pictures to put over this. Hopefully you took some pictures, Jeff, I that you can send pictures, me. But I took, mo I took video, so we can put like Good. video. So we've got some video and pictures that hopefully are synced up with what we talked about, so that you will, um, you'll be able to see it as we talk about it. Uh, but it was really, really fun. So VCF SoCal, uh, 2024, the first annual. Can't wait for VCF. 2025 the second annual next year this is um into the vertical blank signing off into the vertical blank jeff into the vertical blank programmed in basic we explored a bit world